Thank you for downloading this podcast from Pardes, North America. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Rabbi Elchanan Miller on Parashat Vaera. This podcast is sponsored by Drs. Amy Fox Griffel and Martin I. Griffel. In memory of her mother, Sally Fox, Sima bat Moshe v'Michla on the occasion of her yortzeit. To get the latest episode of Pardes from Jerusalem, please visit elmod.pardes.org. And now, here is Rabbi Elchanan Miller. In Parshat Va'era, we are confronted head-on with one of the greatest theological questions in Judaism, the question of free choice. When God tasks Moses with going to Pharaoh and speaking to him on behalf of the children of Israel, he warns him, but I will harden Pharaoh's heart that I may multiply my signs and marvels in the land of Egypt. When Pharaoh does not heed you, I will lay my hand upon Egypt and deliver my ranks, my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with extraordinary chastisements. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand over Egypt and bring out the Israelites from their midst. That's from Exodus chapter 7, verses 3 through 5. God makes it clear in the text why he will cause Pharaoh to be intransigent, to show the Egyptians how powerful he is. But don't we believe, as Jews, that humans have free choice to determine their own destinies? That question is stated most bluntly in the words of Rabbi Yochanan in Midrash Shmot Rabbah. Rabbi Yochanan said, Does this not provide heretics with an opportunity to open their mouths to say that he had no means of repenting? As it says, for I have hardened his heart. What room does the text leave Pharaoh to regret his actions, to recant, to allow the Israelites to leave? Won't this allow heretics to say that there is no free choice? The reply comes from Rabbi Yochanan's study partner, Reish Lakish. Quoting a verse from the book of Proverbs, Reish Lakish argues that God responds to the actions of humans in kind. Toward the scorners he is scornful, but to the humble he shows favor. Reish Lakish continues, When the Holy One, blessed be he, warns a man once, twice, thrice, and he doesn't repent, God closes his heart from repentance to exact vengeance on him for his sins. So too with the wicked Pharaoh. Since God appealed to him five times and he took no notice, God then said, You have stiffened your neck and hardened your heart. I will now add impurity to your impurity. Reish Lakish is referring here to the fact that after the first five plagues, taking place in our Torah reading, in this Parsha, it doesn't say that God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but rather that Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Only following the sixth plague, the plague of boils, or Shechin, does the Torah say, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron. The theological difficulty remains. Can God prevent repentance after he gave the sinner a chance to change his ways? So what if uh, God warned Pharaoh five times? Does that mean that Pharaoh should not have the opportunity to repent? Rashi, the great Torah commentator, takes Reish Lakish's position to the political level. He writes that the nation's redemption through repentance is secondary 
to God's educational agenda vis-a-vis the children of Israel. It is manifest to me, writes Rashi, speaking in God's voice, that the heathen nations find no spiritual satisfaction in setting their whole heart to return to me penitently. So it is better that his heart be hardened in order that my signs may be multiplied against him so that ye may recognize my divine power. In other words, says Rashi, God doesn't really care much whether or not Pharaoh repents. What he really wants is for the children of Israel, his, Jew- his chosen people, to take heed and notice God's mighty hand. Rashi continues, Such indeed is the method of the Holy One, blessed be He. He brings punishment upon the nations so that Israel may hear of it and fear Him. To prove his point, Rashi quotes from the prophet Tsephania, chapter 3. I have destroyed nations, their strongholds are demolished. And then he continues uh, in the next verse, Of Jerusalem I thought, surely you will fear me and accept correction. In other words, Rashi uses Tsephania to show that God destroys nations, punishes nations, for the sole purpose of Jerusalem or of the people of Israel to fear him and accept correction and repent. Nachmanides, the 13th century Catalan commentator, asks the same theological question as Rabbi Yochanan in the Midrash. How can God prevent Pharaoh from repenting? Nachmanides provides two answers. Firstly, he argues that due to his earlier signs, Pharaoh merited punishment in the form of tshuva deprivation, which many verses in the Torah and in the Bible validate as a legitimate punishment. Secondly, Nachmanides sees the first five plagues, which we read about in this week's Parsha, as themselves a form of punishment for Pharaoh's intransigence. Consequently, and legitimately, the second group of five plagues are indeed a tour de force of God's power, meant for the other nations. But there are a number of commentators who refuse to read the words, Ki ani et libo, for I have made his heart hard. Or, and I will make Pharaoh's heart hard, as a deterministic statement regarding Pharaoh's free choice. Rabbi Yosef Albo, a 14th and 15th century Spanish philosopher, reads the situation entirely differently. In his book Sefer HaIkarim, Albo writes that if anything would cause Pharaoh to lose his free will, it's the plagues themselves. Albo writes, The wicked man, when misfortune comes upon him, pretends to become pious and returns to God from fear of the punishment which is upon him. As Pharaoh said, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous. So Albo is showing here that what caused Pharaoh to say or admit that God is righteous is is, is just the punishment that he received, not a true recognition of God's righteousness. By hardening Pharaoh's heart, Albo argues, God is actually upholding Pharaoh's free will so that he can make a choice about freeing the children of Israel in sound mind. This is a complete reversal, obviously, of how we read these verses in the Pshat. In the simple meaning of the text, we deprive, God deprives Pharaoh of free choice. Here, we see that he frees Pharaoh of the determinism 
of being bound by um by by the suffering that he would suffer from the plagues and actually liberates him and allows him to make free choice in um in allowing the people of Israel to the children of Israel to leave. Albo continues. Now, since this act is like one that is forced and not free, God hardens his heart by suggesting to him other causes to which he can attribute the misfortune, accident, for example, rather than divine providence. This is done in order to remove from his heart the softening effect which came from the misfortune, so that he may return to his natural state and act freely without compulsion. Then it may be found out whether his repentance was free or not. Now since when the yoke of the plague was removed from Pharaoh, his choice was evil, God said, I hardened his heart. In other words, I removed from his heart the softening effect, which came from the plague and restored him to the natural state of freedom. So what Albo caused the softening effect is this change that Pharaoh went through as a result of the plagues, and that change actually deprives Pharaoh of his free choice. What God wanted to accomplish by hardening Pharaoh's heart is actually to return him to his natural state, to the state where he can make a free choice. And as we see in the next five plagues, Pharaoh's choice is to continue doing evil and punishing the children of Israel. A similar approach to Albo's is voiced by the Renaissance Italian commentator Ovadia Sforno. Unlike Rashi, who, if you'll remember, argued that God cares more about the children of Israel than about Pharaoh, Sforno says that God is extremely interested in the tshuva of the wicked, even that of Pharaoh. Throughout the ten plagues, Pharaoh always maintained the possibility to repent. Even if Pharaoh wished to submit himself to God and repent and, and do tshuva, nothing would stop him, writes Sforno. So why did God harden his heart? What did he accomplish by doing that? According to Sforno, in order for the Egyptians to witness the abstinence of evildoers and repent themselves. So, God did this in order to teach the Egyptians, Pharaoh's people, and maybe by extension the rest of humanity, uh, what evil leads to and what e evil actions lead to. An interesting uh, commentary can also be found in the book Be'er Ma'im Chaim by the Hasidic rabbi Chaim Tirer of Chernovitz in the 18th century. Uh, Rab Tirer doesn't talk about repentance and tshuva and determinism in general terms, but focuses on, uh, on Pharaoh's specific sin, which he thinks merited the punishment of hardening his heart. And that sin is denying the existence of God. Mi Hashem ki who is God for me to listen to hear, to heed his call? In addition, Tira points out that Egypt was the most powerful kingdom or the most powerful empire at that time. And these two facts, the fact that um, Paro denied the very existence of God and the fact that God really wanted to show the entire world his power through um, afflicting the Egyptians, the empire of the time, 
those facts, according to him, merited this unique punishment that perhaps um, one wouldn't suffer otherwise, um, the unique punishment of depriving Pharaoh of his free will. Finally, it would be impossible to discuss the issue of free choice and tshuva without referring to Moses Maimonides' writing on the subject. Maimonides, the 12th century philosopher and commentator, refers to the issue of free choice in two places. In his introduction to, uh, to the tractate Avot in the Mishnah, so his commentary on the Mishnah, and in the Laws of Repentance, Hilchot Tshuva, in his legal work Mishneh Torah. For Maimonides, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart is less a matter of crime and punishment and more a matter of behavioristic inevitability. Maimonides strongly believes in free choice, but that choice is greatly diminished, he argues, the more one moves deeper into sin. And so writes Maimonides. And it is possible that a man should commit either one grievous iniquity or a multitude of sins so that the judge of truth that is God, will decree against him that whereas this sinner committed those sins of his own free will and consciously, repentance should be withheld from him altogether and grant him no leave to repent so that he might die and perish in the iniquity he committed. Even this is what the Holy One, blessed be he said through Isaiah, make the heart of this people fat and make their eyes heavy and shut their eyes, lest they seeing with their eyes and hearing with their ears and understanding with their heart will return and be healed. That's Isaiah chapter 6. It is more moreover said, but they mocked the messengers of God and despised his words and scoffed at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord arose against his people till there was no remedy. That's from the second book of Chronicles chapter 36. As if saying they sinned of their own free will and they have multiple iniquities until their guilt carried the punishment to withhold repentance from them, which is the remedy. It is therefore written in the Torah, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and that's in Exodus chapter 14, because at the beginning he sinned of his own free will and meted out evil to Israel who sojourned in his land. So reading these, uh, sentences, this text, it would seem that Maimonides thinks that actually the hardening of the heart is a form of punishment um, that God um, gives to people who have um, um, continued or persisted in their iniquities. But Maimonides concludes in a different tone. Thus, as a consequence hereof, we must say, God's predestination prompted not Pharaoh to wrong Israel, nor Sichon to sin in his land, nor the Canaanites to be abominable, nor Israel to worship idolatry, for they all sinned of their own free will and accord, and therefore were they all guilty of an offense which carries along the punishment to withhold repentance from them. Maimonides seems to indicate here that it's not a crime versus punishment situation, but rather um, the outcome, the inevitable outcome of someone uh, persisting in his sin is to have um, choice, free choice, deprived or taken away from them. Not as a punishment, but rather as a consequence. Repentance is always an option. That's what Maimonides thinks. That's why we have prophets to guide us back to the straight and narrow. That's why King David asked, the, asked God in Psalms to guide him. 
Hardening of the heart, therefore, is hardly a punishment unique to evil Pharaoh, but a risk facing each and every one of us, including the Jewish people and including even King David. I think we can all appreciate how difficult changing our ways can be once we've developed certain bad habits. Pharaoh's tale is one of addiction to tyranny and malevolence, an addiction he will eventually pay for dearly in the coming chapters of Exodus. I wish you all a good Shabbat, and thank you for listening. Thank you again for downloading this podcast, a production of Pardes North America. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or get the latest episode of Pardes from Jerusalem at elmod.pardes.org. Tune in next week as Aviva Lauer discusses Hagashat Bo. Thanks for listening.